0: Welcome to episode 216 of The Amy Ayler Show, especially for ambitious, soulful, powerful women that are ready to stop being so hard on themselves, release self bullying, and embrace their inner wisdom. Show notes for today's episode can be found at amyaylorshow.com forward slash 216. Oh my goodness, beloved. So today's show is called Italy, the Ancestry Adventure. And I have to tell you, I am so excited about today's show. And I did have a bit of the perfectionist inner mean girl come into play for me because the show feels really important to me. I'm going to tell you the true story of my journey in the month of September back to Italy to the hometown of my grandmother. You ready? Okay, on with the show. My grandmother, Pia Mary Rojani, was born in Italy in a little fishing village in the northern part of Italy called Catrasate, Italy. It's up in the Lake Como region And she was born on October 7th, 1914. And when my grandmother was just five years old, she packed up everything with her aunties and uncle and went and boarded a ship and came through Ellis Island to America, where her parents were waiting for her with open arms. This is her journey and her story. And it's something that We really wanted to, as a family, understand more about. And so one night earlier this year, my big sister, Laura, and I went out to have a glass of wine and we were talking and she's been doing a lot of travel over in Europe. And she said to me, Amy, we've got to take dad to this village where grandma was born. My father had never been to the place where his mother was born and where she lived the first five years of her life. And my sister said, "I'm just going to have him come over and meet me, and I'm going to take him." And I was like, "Well, wait a minute. If you're going to go out, I want to go." <laughs> and then we were like, "Well, mom wants to go." And so basically, my mom and dad and sister and I—yes, the original family unit, our family of four, the Grant family. Yes, my name was Amy Grant before I got married. Don't get into the singer jokes, baby, baby. <laughs> but yes, it's true. So our original family unit. Now, really, this is a huge deal, everybody, especially for those of you that are moms, you know what a huge deal is. I left my two daughters and my husband at home. My sister left her three kids and her husband at home to care for the children. And we hopped on a plane all the way over to Italy. We actually met up in England because my sister was already there for work. My parents went over early and did some sightseeing in London. I've already been to London and England quite a few times. So I decided not to, Forego that, and also because I didn't want to leave my husband for longer than six nights with our kids alone. So I hopped on a flight over to London, met up with my mom and dad, and then we all met up at the airport with my sister to make our way over to Milano, to Milan, Italy. And it was quite an adventure. It was really touching, first of all, for the four of us to be together. We realized, gosh, the last time we traveled together, on an adventure like this was when I was in high school before Laura went off to college. And so it was really a special, special time, something I will cherish for the rest of my life. When we had our first meal at the airport in London before we got on the flight to Milan, we were all just reflecting. And I think one of the things that made this trip so special is because we realized how special it was before we went, while we were there, and have been talking about it nonstop basically since we got home. So we boarded the flight to Milan and arrived in Milan, and our plan was to rent a car. So we went to the rental car place to go rent the car. And um, my sister is amazing. She speaks, um, I, w- I she wouldn't say fluent in Italian. But she speaks amazing Italian. She also speaks French and Spanish. And she was able to talk with the people at the, you know, we had a reservation for our rental car. Basically, my sister and my dad came out of the rental car office and said, So, change of plans. We're going to take the train because it turns out that you need to have an international license in order to drive legally. And we just knew that if we didn't have the right things that it, we would be too paranoid. She says, "Well, 50% of people just kind of do it anyway, but we were supposed to apparently register with the DMV, which we hadn't done." So, we hopped on a train, which I was kind of secretly glad about because I was always feeling like we were supposed to take the train. So, we get on the train and then we arrive at Lago Maggiore, which is Lake um, Maggiore in Italy, which is where we stayed. We stayed in um, Stressa, Italy, in a little town there on the lake. I've never felt more spoiled in my life. My sister treated my mom and dad and her and I to this incredible hotel right there on the water. So stunningly beautiful. You can see the Alps in the background. Just stunning. The weather was perfect. It was incredible. So we, of course, went out to have amazing meals, and then finally the day arrived when we were gonna go and go to Catrozete, which was about 45 minutes from Stresa where we were. And we went to the concierge at the hotel and said, you know, we need to get there. We don't have a car. And so they found a cab driver for us. And we were so fortunate because this cab driver spoke perfect English and we started telling him our story as we went on the drive to go and find our grandparents and to find the place where my grandmother was born. And he was so taken, he was so sweet, just the sweetest man. And he was so taken, he said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you, I'm going to help you. So we got there and we looked up, We, my dad had looked up some names, my my grandmother's last name was Rojani. There were some Rojanis that were still there. And so we made some calls and he spoke the Italian, the fluent Italian for us. They didn't really think that they were related necessarily. And this is a small village, a small village on one of the smaller lakes in the lakes region up there. And so he said something really, really wonderful. He had a great idea. He said, you know, in these towns like this, there's always, you know, the town center. And in the town center, there's like a records office where you could go in and just see if you could find out any information. So we did just that. And you have to remember in Italy... The hours that things are open are very different <laughs> than here in the United States than you know those of those of you that are listening that are here in the States, right? It's kind of like there's hours where things are open and you know when things are open and closed. Well, in Italy things close for lunch or they just decide that they're going to kind of close and they'll just close for the day. And so we're like, okay, we hope the office is open and we just happened to catch them before they went on their lunch, their um, siesta, if you will. And this woman in the records office was so lovely. She only spoke Italian. So my sister's Italian came into place. And I want to encourage you, this is one of the few shows, but I will say you may want to go over to amyaylorshow.com forward slash 216, because I'm going to post some pictures from this adventure up there and show you the picture of my grandmother's birth record. So that's one of the first things that we did is she was able to actually pull out this book of the handwritten birth records from 1914 and see the handwritten birth record of my grandmother. The minute we saw the birth record and saw the story of the birth, because in the birth record, they wrote the story that... My grandmother's father was not present. He was off working somewhere far away. So it was the midwife and my grandmother's mother, so my great-grandmother, and my little grandmother, my little Italian grandmother was born on that day in 1914. And when my father saw the birth record of his mom in this little village, he just started weeping. It was really incredible. And then she said, oh, this is the address. And that's just walking distance. It's a five minute walk from here. Then the records person said, but, oh, we changed addresses. We changed the way that the addresses were numbered. So then she had to pull out this other book to figure out what the current address would be. So then we were able to walk from the records office to the home where my grandmother was born beautiful home and i'll post some pictures up of what that home looked like of my father and my sister and i standing in front of it and i said to my mom and dad and sister i said let's just take a leaf off this little bush here and then we decided to walk down to the water and to the little beach area that was closest to where my grandmother had was born and where my grandmother lived until she was 5 years old it was pretty profound because we knew That she obviously, as a little kid, would have walked the same, down these same streets and gone to this little beach on the lake. And we had a wonderful meal. And then we went down to the beach. And I had said at the dinner the night before, I said, you know, I would love to lead some sort of ritual for grandma if that's okay with everyone. Now I'm the most woo-woo in my family by far. <laughs> so I wasn't sure. And they were all like, that sounds wonderful. That sounds wonderful. So I said, okay, we all have our, our leaf. Let's just walk along this beach. And if there's anything else that speaks to you, you can pick it up. And we made a little altar on the beach and held hands together and closed our eyes and said a blessing to my grandmother and thanked her so much and thanked her parents and her grandparents, and really honored what they went through to leave their homeland and get on that ship. And again, you know, my grandmother and grand, my great grandmother and great grandfather left in advance to try to go set things up in America to enter into the country before they sent back for my grandma. So They parted ways at some point and went and did that journey to get themselves set up. Isn't that amazing? And then as a little girl, I can only imagine what it was like coming across on the ship. And my sister, when she went to Ellis Island, I've been there before, but on her most recent trip, she actually was able to look up and find the record of when my grandmother came through Ellis Island. So I'll post that up on the blog as well. And... It was so interesting to know that she didn't have her mom and dad with her on this huge journey across the Atlantic Sea to come over to America. And so we sat there on the beach and said the prayer and I, you know, I said I'm just so proud of all of you for that journey and I know you'd be so proud of my dad for what a wonderful life he's built. I mean, I really do believe we are our ancestors' greatest dreams. And I've been reflecting so much on what that part of my family went through. I'm really a European mutt, so to speak. My grandmother, obviously, was from Italy. My grandfather's family was from England. And my other grandfather on my maternal side, his family was from Denmark. And then my grandmother on my maternal side, her family was from Ireland. So I'm really this mix of European descent. And I think, especially at this time and place, for those of us that are Americans, we need to remember that. We need to remember that we are immigrants, the vast majority of us, unless you're Native American, you're an immigrant. And I know there's so much going on in the world right now around immigration here in the U.S., and I feel that people should be met with compassion at the border the way that my grandmother was when she was just five years old. I believe we deserve to treat people as human beings, not as numbers, not as less than, but as human beings. And that all of humanity deserves to be treated with respect and with compassion. Just like my grandmother did. And the way that they immigrated here and then set themselves up. And then now here I am in this incredibly privileged life, being born in the San Francisco Bay Area to parents that were able to work and be able to create a safe haven for me growing up and the way that I am for my children. And I thought about all of the people whose ancestry journey might involve being sent over here on slave ships, chained like animals, and treated with absolutely no respect at all, auctioned off on auction blocks, and how that journey must feel for any of you that are my beloved listeners here, for any of you that have that as part of your ancestry I feel you and I respect that journey and I just it's unimaginable to me what that must be like when you look back. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Amy Ayler show to hear about my ancestry journey and the Italy adventure to this particular part of my family and I'm I'm here to tell you that I feel so a blessing, so lucky that I got to have this experience with my mom and my dad and my sister. And just to be able to have that experience of understanding more of where I come from and what's in my cells. Pretty amazing. I will also say one of the biggest gifts that I received from that trip after being a mom for over 11 years now. And being a coach and being someone who cares for a lot of people and takes care of a lot of people in all sorts of different ways that I have not felt that taken care of in such a long time. It was amazing to be free. Like whenever I travel alone, I'm like, woo, I'm free, you know, without the kids with me. But, and of course I love traveling with my kids too. That's not to say And there's something really spectacular about getting on a plane ride and having the only person you need to take care of on the plane ride be yourself. Am I right? But the thing that was so special about this trip for me and one of the many things is that I got to be the baby, got to be the baby in the family and feel so cared for by my big sister and by my mom and dad. It was pretty profound. I hope that you'll do a little bit of research into your own lineage to see where it leads. I was at my friend Sonia Summers retreat. She's an amazing shaman and practitioner. And she led us on a visualization. This is actually before I went to Italy. So it was so perfect, but to connect with our ancestors. And in my visualization, I saw this sea of grandmothers And it was like my grandmothers, 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 and on and on and on the sea of grandmothers, the sea of women looking at me and passing the mantle of leadership, of responsibility, of living out their dreams. And it was such an honor to do that visualization and to do that before I went on this journey and to really realize what just my grandmother alone and my, and my grandmother's parents went through in order to come to the land of the free, really an incredible journey. I will end this with this quote from when the women were drummers by Lane Redmond. I just think this is so profound all the eggs a woman will ever carry form in her ovaries when she is a four-month-old fetus in the womb of her mother. This means our cellular life as an egg begins in the womb of our grandmother. Each of us spent five months in our grandmother's womb, and she in turn formed within the womb of her grandmother. We vibrate to the rhythms of our mother's blood before she herself is born. Keep embracing the messiness and the magic of life, dear one. Until next time, it's Amy Ehlers signing off.